This is a bit of a weird one. So the, the beginning is the end. Because <laughs> I've actually finished recording the podcast. And I've sat here just looking at the moon. Sort of like eye-gazing at the moon. And I've been looking at it for about three minutes without blinking. And I saw in the corner of my eyes what looked like a cat. And then what happened was I looked at this cat. And I realised it was a fox. The fox obviously didn't know I was there because I was so quiet. And then it, it noticed me and it just locked eyes with me. And I stared at it for about... We were looking at each other for about a minute. And then the fox sort of walked off very slowly. So I, what I did was I, I raised my hand up with the camcorder, started recording. And I thought, oh, if I'd left my camcorder in my bag... I would have made a noise and distracted it. <laughs> so, and then what I did was the the fox came back, and it, it was just like looking at me. I've noticed this before. When you're silent in nature, nature reveals itself when you're silent. Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from SophieLawson.com, and this is episode two two zero of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And today I'm going to talk about the moon, the stars, and fasting. Not farting, <laughs> fasting. So, at the, right as I'm recording this, it's actually midnight, and I'm down the park, and the first thing is it's amazing how many lights are in the park. I'm going to walk around in a minute, but if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this as a video, and I'm actually, I've zoomed in on the moon. Now, I don't know if you've ever zoomed in on the moon, but it looks, it's very, it's a very strange experience to see the moon up close, knowing it's right in front of you, because somehow it, when you look at it with your eyes, it looks like a... it, looks, it feels and looks different when you zoom up on it. But one of the things I've noticed is I, I have a feeling that the moon is holding a secret. So that's basically what I'm going to talk about today is my feelings towards the moon and the stars and also how this all relates to fasting. So in my notes, all I've put is, yeah, all I've put is moon, stars and fasting. So yet last night, I actually went out, because a couple of days ago I started, when was it, 32 hours ago, I started a fast of not eating any food. And this is basically to coincide with the moon. Because I'm part of a mastermind group with the Ascend podcast, and they... Dan said on there that the moon, what they, a lot of what a lot of um, like sort of um, well I suppose ancient traditions and stuff, they actually fast with the moon because they feel that the moon has it's sort of like well they reckon it's sort of like um, it's able to interact with your body. 
because apparently if you fast during a full moon you can get it's almost like you get more benefits from it but what I noticed last night was when I looked at the moon I just had this I got a feeling that the moon is is dead it doesn't feel alive to me when I look at the sun the sun feels alive but the moon feels a bit dead and so they're saying that they're saying that when you're when you fast during a full moon it's like the moon is able to interact with you but I, I feel a bit like the moon is actually I don't feel connected to the moon I don't feel connected to the moon but I do feel a sort of power and I I always I'm always, I always feel like the moon is watching me somehow. That's all I can. I, that's all. That's the feelings I got with the moon is that I feel like it's watching me, but I don't feel like it's alive. So what I also did last night, and again I'll put I'll put, I'll put clips in the video if you're watching it. I zoomed in on stars, which is. It's a very hard thing to do because the stars are so small in the sky when you're trying to zoom in on them with a camera or something it's very hard to judge where you are. There's another thing at the minute as well. It's it's midnight at the moment. I'm in this park. It feels a bit like sort of... um, It feels a little bit like... It feels as if... It feels like, like some, something, something's watching me. Not the moon. I just thought maybe it's the trees. Because <laughs> there's loads of trees in here. And they're all, they're all standing around as if they're sort of watching me. That's a bit weird. Because the thing is, I might be the only person in this park. So maybe they're all sort of watching me thinking, what are you doing in here? That's another thing you see, the meat, the start the um, the trees. I've had that feeling before as well as if they're watching me. But when I zoomed in on these stars, I don't know if you've ever done it, but the the stars are nothing like what you think they are when you zoom zoom in on them. They look like balls of energy. And there's like it's almost like you've got lightning bolts, like rings of lightning bolts or something, flying like circulating around the stars. And I noticed that they each had a different colour. So one was like primarily blue, one was red, yellow, and white. Now the funny thing is that they've they've got they're like changing colours constantly. They each seem to have their own colour. And I got a feeling as if these stars were like... Well, I got a feeling like they were brothers and sisters. So to me, the stars felt connected to each other. And I also felt connected to them. And the way they were all... Like... The way they were moving and all the energy was... You could really see the energy of these stars, but they also felt alive. 
And I just thought, how weird is it that the moon, when you zoom in on the moon, it actually looks to me like dead. When you zoom in on stars, they look alive. So that was it for that. But I definitely, I definitely am fascinated by the moon. So last night I went out to meditate on the moon. And what happened was, when I went out, there was so, there was so much noise, not noise, there was so much people moving around and turning lights on and off, that I found it quite distracting. But what happened was, I thought, right, tomorrow I'm going to come out and get out with, nat- get out with nature outside and meditate on the moon. But what Dan thought about on... There's a theory that if you look at the moon, it has, the moon has, like, lights and darks, basically, and the dark bits of it, it does look a little bit like a sort of a map. So there's a theory of what if the moon has got on its surface a map of the Earth, which is a very interesting theory. But the thing I love about when you zoom in on the moon is you can see like all the um like the craters and things. And there's types sometimes along the edges you can see you can actually see the the craters and they look 3D. Cuz I did think to myself is the moon just like a is the moon just like a an image? But when you zoom in on it, you can see that it has a... It does seem to have sort of, like, texture to it and stuff. But the thing is, the craters look very thin. They don't look very strong. They don't look very thick. And I would imagine... I would have thought that the the craters would have been, um... A lot more thicker than that, really. But I just, I just think it's quite. There is something, even though I don't know what the moon is. There is something that something happens when you actually come out and meditate on the moon. But I'll tell you what, there's a nice stillness in here tonight in in the park. You can hear like the distant rumble of vehicles and things. But there is like a base level silence. It's also quite hard to get the tripod to behave itself. <laughs> I'm going to... I wonder what it would be like to be out, out at sea. I reckon it would be like to be out, out at sea in the middle of the ocean and all you can see is the moon and the stars. Imagine that. So I'm looking up at the stars now and there's loads of them. And what do you think stars are? Because last night I had a funny feeling. What happened last night was I got back into bed after looking at the stars and things.
and I had this thought into my head that what if the stars are like portals? This is another thing about fasting. Get a very dry mouth. I feel like I've constantly got a dry mouth. But these um, stars, what if they're acting as like portals, but they're, they're actually time portals, not not space portals? So what happens is, if you walked into a star, if you could fly into a star, you would go through the star and come out exactly where you went in. So it would be like you sort of walked into in a doorway, but the entrance was the exit. So if there was somebody looking at you, watching you go into the star, they would see you like vanish as if you got consumed by the star. But then if there was somebody like, say, 50 years in the past, in exactly the same position, looking at the star, they would see you pop out of it as if you walked, as if you got created by the star. But to you... It would be like all you'd done was just walked through the star. But that gets me wondering. Like, is the moon in a, in a position all the time? Is everything... Does everything stay in position and time flows? Or is everything moving? Like, in other words, is the moon static and space is sort of expanding? So that's like the movement is in the expansion of space, or is the movement in? Is the moon actually moving through space? Is everything moving through space, or is space itself expanding, which is creating the illusion of movement? Because to me, nothing looks like it's moving really. Everything looks static. That's the strange thing about it. The only thing that ever looks to be moving is clouds. So I find stars beautiful. I even find the moon beautiful in its um in its deadness. <laughs> but the other thing is the, the light. The light coming off of the moon is amazing. And the it does feel a bit like it does feel a little bit like to me somehow the moon is actually creating the light. It's not just that the sun is getting reflected off the moon. Take something else as well. It's very it's a very mild night tonight. It's one of those nights I could imagine sleeping up on the moors. With nothing but a sleeping bag, and that'd be a nice thing to do as well. Go into the middle of the moors, somewhere where it's completely pitch black, and see the moon then. Because I was thinking last night, it's never actually really dark at night, you've always got the moon. So I thought, well, fasting. Have I noticed any difference between fasting with a full moon and without one? Honestly, I haven't really. 
to me it's not, it's felt the same. But the funny thing about fasts is, I think I've done about six fasts now, which is where you don't eat anything, and all I do is drink water. What I've noticed with these fasts is that they're, they're, each one is different. I remember the first one I ever did. I remember I got. I think I went to about fifty hours. I did a podcast about it actually. Afterwards, and it it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. But back then, I was playing video games, and I've, I think that was the one when I distracted myself by playing video games. But I was, it was supposed to be a 48-hour fast. I got to 50 hours and I, I felt like I could have kept going. <laughs> that one, I felt like I could have kept going. Now, my mum said once she actually didn't eat anything for about five days and she started hallucinating and seeing things. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday with, and with Graham Hancock talking about like psychedelics and going into deep states of meditation as ways of being able to get visions because he's got a new book coming out called Visionary or something one of the things he said was he said you can actually also create the same experience of like deep meditation and psychedelics you can create the same experience by not eating so that makes me wonder whether by not eating, you're actually getting closer to the spirits. Because we really, really, really we are spirits. So I wonder whether eating actually like almost disconnects you from the spirit realm. So as you eat less... Maybe in a strange way you're getting closer to death or something, but you're getting closer to the spirit realm. So it's almost like the spirit realm starts to actually overlap. Because I think what's happening is, this goes into that space thing again. Dimensions are all on top of each other. So in other words, I'm sitting on a bench in the park. In another dimension, this bench might be something completely different. So there might actually be like a spirit stood exactly where I am. But I can't see it because all the dimensions are separated. Even though they're taking up the same point of spe- point in space. That's quite weird. In the physical, we're taking up like a point in time. But with dimensions, you're taking up points in space. That's quite interesting, that is. Because what that means is if you if you look at time as like... Um, if you imagine zooming out and looking at time, you can actually visualise it as like slides all stacked on top of each other. So one, one piece of paper would be like 1990 and then pieces of paper backwards from it, underneath it, would be like say 1890 well you can do the same thing but in so that to me i look at that visually as like horizontally as as if you're sort of sliding through sheets of paper horizontally 
and that's your positions in time. With dimensions, it's like the papers stacked on top of each other. So it's like the earth realm is one sheet of paper, and then you've got all the spirit realms above and below it, which are other sheets of paper, but the spirit realms are actually dimensions. So in other words, you could have a point on a sheet of paper and if you sort of move the sheets of paper up and down, that point is going through the dimensions. So it's it's staying in the same position, but it's actually moving through dimensions. But at the same time, if you move that point left and right, you'll be going through time backwards. And so in other words, the thing itself, where I am actually sitting, never moves. So it's almost like as if the, it's almost like your point of consciousness is sort of static, but you're moving it up and down through time and sideways through the dimensions. But at the same time, you've got the other axis, which is like forward and backwards, which is, that's like the space. So the point itself can move forwards and backwards through which would be like walking around the physical space. But if you're, if you're a spirit in the spirit realm, or in one of these other dimensions, I've, I feel like you still think... I've got a feeling you still feel like you're in the physical. Very much like in a lucid dream. When you become fully lucid in a lucid dream, it actually feels like... It feels physical. Yeah, when you become super lucid it actually feels it becomes physical somebody's walking up here <laughs> so I might go a little bit quiet now because this is a thing at night time if I'm talking at night time because it's so silent it's like everything sounds louder when there's when it's silent that's very much like the entanglement of everything ah, I've got another one so you've got the entanglement of lights and dark which are entangled opposites. You've got the entanglement of time and money. You've got the entanglement of physical and spiritual. I feel like you've actually now got another one, which is the entanglement of silence and noise. So in other words, the more noise you've got, the less silence. The more silence, the less noise. I've never thought about that before. So it's all about balancing everything. It's quite cool. The other thing is, when you zoom in on the moon, you notice that it's moving. So yeah, it is moving. Something's mo- That's another thing, isn't it? The, the moon is um, rotating around... See, I always get confused with this. What is it? The moon is rotating around the earth, and the earth is rotating around the sun. Hmm. It's quite interesting. I can see a a plane in the sky. Yeah, this reminds me of last night. So, I saw something last night in the sky. It was like, it looked like a star moving through the sky 
but it definitely wasn't a planet. Um, definitely wasn't a plane, because there was no flashing lights or nothing. There was no sound. So I, to me, it felt like a. I thought, what I, when I, I thought what it was was the the um, space station, or something else. It could have been. I don't know, it was moving quite slowly, but steadily. i tell you, there's something about looking up at the stars. It's, there's something sort of... Um, magical, but it, it feels like I'm looking at a puzzle when I look up at the stars. It feels like I'm looking at something which is trying to sort of reveal itself but I haven't worked out what it is I wonder what it looks like to look at the earth from a star what else was I going to say something I was going to say something about um, the dimensions Oh, that was it. So I haven't really felt any difference between meditating, between fasting with the with the full moon, then without it. But oh, yeah. So the what was it? Yeah, Graham Hancock said if you if you didn't eat for a, a few days, you'd end up hallucinating and things. I'd love to do that just to I'd love to experience what what it's like to be hallucinating whilst you're awake and things it must be very strange because you hear about these people when they're dying they start seeing things and people who have I think is it dementia they actually start seeing things in the physical, so you wonder whether what they're doing is they're getting it's almost like they're because they're about to die, they're sort of crossing over, so they're like moving through into another dimension. But what's happening is they're still here, so they're seeing both at the same time. I definitely find it all very fascinating. So the first fast was, I found it very easy. So I went into the second one thinking, oh, this would be a piece of piss. <laughs> but what happened was, the second one was really hard. It was a lot harder, that one. And then, then I remember another one being quite hard. Another one was, what was the, what was the, what was the one before the last one like? I can't remember, but the last one I did was really hard. And it was so hard that I actually had to stop it. Because I ended up getting physical pain all over my body. Really, like some of the most physic- some of the most painful physical pain I've ever had. And it was all over my body, that's the thing. So I ended up eating, I think I got to about 42 hours. This one so far hasn't actually been that one more than 32 hours.
hasn't been that bad. It's just I, I felt very thirsty. And I what what it made me think was yesterday I thought, ah, oh, I wonder what it'd be like to do a a two day fast without even drinking anything. I'd like to experience that, but this is the first fast I've ever done when I'm actually still going to work. Because normally I always plan them either on a holiday or on a weekend so that I don't have to go to work. Because I thought, trying to, to work when you haven't had much to eat or when you haven't had anything to eat, I thought to myself, I tell you what, there's a massive long plane like in the sky, it looks quite cool actually. But I thought it might be too hard to do a fast whilst working. But I did this one because the full moon is during the work week. And that yesterday was alright. Tomorrow is going to be interesting. Tomorrow morning. Because I'm going to be about 40 hours in. And the only thing that's going to make me break my fast tomorrow is I've got to go art class. And I've got a bit of a social anxiety thing about belly rumbling <laughs> so when I'm on my own I love belly rumbles I love the way you feel them in your belly rumbling and I like the sound of them as well it's almost like your belly's sort of saying it's, you know feed me <laughs> so I like belly rumbles when I'm on my own but when I'm around people I find them incredibly like anxious inducing <laughs> and it made me I was thinking about it yesterday because the thing with art class is it's so again it's so silent that any noise is like amplified so I thought I don't know if I could go to art class with a belly rumbling but it made me remember it made me remember last night when I used to go to school I used to sit there sometimes like if we ever did it in an exam, so we were all, all in assembly or something, something where the whole school was sat together, or the, all the class was sat together, in complete silence, I remember I used to get incredibly anxious of belly rumbling, to the point where I would actually sit there having panic attacks. <laughs> Can you hear those people? Crazy, isn't it? See, that's making me a little bit anxious as well. <laughs> no. But the thing was, the um, the belly rumbling at, at school. It actually get me, um, yeah, social... It, what I thought was, is you're actually making yourself... I noticed you can actually make yourself belly rumble by being afraid of it so actually what that's proving is it, it's that thing again about the thing you are afraid of if you focus on it you can actually end up making the um, you can end up making the thing you're afraid of become real how loud was that?
Hey, Billy Rumble, I don't know if you heard that. There's nothing better than a, a long, loud belly rumble when you're on your own. But I did think maybe it might be a good experiment to go to art class, having not eaten anything, and basically experience the belly rumbles, just to feel what it feels like to... Because in, like in the old days when I was at school... I was so focused on the fear of things, I didn't actually really feel anything that I was feeling. It was more just the fear of things that might happen or something. Whereas now, if I was sat in art class with belly rumbling, if I brought in an awareness with it, I could actually feel what it feels like to be belly rumbling around people. And I feel like you might, I might learn something from that. <coughs> this is future me here popping in. It's 24 hours now since I started eating again. And I've got a, f- a few little things, like little updates or something. So I did actually go to work having not eaten anything. And I think it was around about 40 hours at that point. And until, and until then it had been quite easy this fast. But when I got to the day job... It was probably one of the hardest shifts I've ever done. My body was physically aching all over and I kept getting you know when you can like feel you feel like you can feel like sick in your mouth as if you're about to be sick. I was getting that feeling and I really felt like I just wanted to go home. But the funny thing is as soon as I got out I sat in the park and I felt fine. And I felt like I could have done another 50 hours. So that says to me that... Because, again, Dan from the Ascend podcast, he says what happens is the when you're doing a fast, it brings to the surface like things, and it could be anything, mental things, physical things. So what I've taken from that is, it's some sort of way of my body saying that like the day job is physically demanding on my body or something. So that was quite revealing. And then the second thing is, so I, I think I talked about on a podcast about belly rumbles and going to work and stuff, no, going to the art class. So I actually started eating yesterday morning because I, cause I thought I don't want to go to art class with belly rumbles. Now, the funny thing about this is, I actually, just before I was about to go to art class, I basically got the poops. <laughs> it's like I was weeing out my bum. It's probably the most aggressive sort of diarrhoea I've ever had. And so what happened was, I, was, I thought, well, I'm still going to go art class. <laughs> so I started walking out to art class, got like halfway up the road, and, I, and my belly was like really tight. So I thought, no, I'm going to have to go home. I'm glad I did, because I had, again, I didn't, you know, it it carried on. But the good thing about this is, I feel like that is, it reminded, as it was happening, it reminded me of people who do ayahuasca. They often talk about how, when you take the psychedelic ayahuasca, it actually, like, purges the toxins out your body, so that people suffer from extreme vomiting and diarrhoea. Or the poops. So I was thinking, maybe what's happening here is it's the way of 
like my body releasing all the toxins. So there's something else which I don't really know much about, but again, down on the Ascend podcast has been talking about parasites because we apparently we've got we might have these parasites in our body, and during the full moon, it sort of activates the parasites or something. But so I started thinking, what if what's happened is, as soon as I started eating, the body basically, like, having like that diarrhea is a way of getting these parasites out of your body or something. <laughs> so even though it's unpleasant to have the poops, I was actually enjoying it in a strange way. So that that's basically that. And like I said, I feel like this has been one of my... My favourite fast so far. Definitely lots of very revealing. And I've also thought it was quite funny how I only started eating because I wanted to go back to art class. I didn't want to have belly belly rumbles. And I thought it was quite funny how the universe turned around and said, you're not going to have belly rumbles, but you will have the shits. <laughs> See, there's, there is a sort of a sense of humour to this. Like universe or the god or whatever. <laughs> I think that's it for this one. I hope you enjoyed that. It was like a brain dump about things. But what I'm the main thing I've got is when you sit outside at night time on a clear sky looking at the moon and stars, you feel like a a connectedness. And even with the moon, where I don't feel connected to it, there's still a connection to it somehow. It's strange. Even though the moon is dead. It fit, there's an, an element of death. I almost look at it as if the sun is alive. Or the sun represents life. And the moon somehow represents death or something. So because we are all connected to death. Maybe that's what the connection to the moon is. Imagine if in the spirit. I wonder if like the moon and the stars and like the sun. I wonder what that looks like in the spirit realm. Because I feel like, every, very much like Stranger Things, I feel like everything exists in these other dimensions, but it exists in a different form. So I wonder what form the moon takes in like these other dimensions. I hope you enjoyed that one all that's left is this week's inspirational quote and I love this little quote it's it's, prob- it's only three words it's by Ramdas this goes very much into sitting outside looking at the stars and the moon and stuff this week's inspirational quote be here now Ramdas Wonder what birds are not thinking of the um, wonder what they 
you know, the male is masculine and the son is feminine. around moving through the physical 
but we're not normally aware of moving through the dimensions because we're normally tied to the dimensions. If you become aware of moving through the dimensions, it would then be possible to move through time, through the space, and also through dimensions. But then I wonder whether, because at the moment we're locked into the physical and time, what if you could get yourself locked into the dimensions, so you could be moving through the the dimensions, but you could untangle yourself from time. And all that would mean is you're not moving along that axis. So what happens there is you're free from time. So now you can move through you can move through the physical and the dimensions free from time or locked into a certain time. In other words, time stop moving. So you would be like walking around everything. It's almost like you could end up walking around the physical and everyone would be st- stuck in position. 